Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by Thorpe FX. Thorpe FX offer the best of British boutique effects pedals built to a standard unmatched in their field. And with a comprehensive range of unique and meticulously designed heavy-duty pedals, Thorpe FX have stormed the boutique world. Check them out at thorpefx.com, where at the moment there is even a clearance section on their website where you can save some serious money on some of their best effects pedals. Or visit one of the many retailers stocking Thorpe gear worldwide from Andertons in the UK to Toman in Germany, AMS in the USA, Vintage Guitar in Norway, Pedal Empire in Australia and loads and loads more. ThorpeFX.com This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by Orange Amplifiers and their Tremlord 30 guitar app. A very orange take on a classic, cool 1950s amplifier. It's a 30-watt 112 all-valve guitar combo with two foot-switchable valve-driven tremolo speeds and two-spring reverb tank. Everything you need to deliver high-quality, vintage-inspired, boutique-esque tones in the near-indestructible chassis of an orange amplifier. Harking back to tremolos made famous in the 50s, the 12AX7 valve-powered tremolo oozes versatility and depth. With crystal clear clarity and buckets of headroom, the Orange Tremolo 30 is the latest in Orange's run of meticulously designed pin-drop perfect amplifiers. Visit orangeamps.com forward slash tremlord for a detailed overview, sound samples and links to dealers worldwide. And well, are you typing? Yeah, well, doing well, I need to uh, read stuff. Fine. Hello and welcome to the 229th episode of the Guitar Nerds Wait, podcast. It's, our, it's the 229th, 229th anniversary. A seminal, yes, our 229th. It's actually the 228th anniversary. Oh, is it? Oh, why? yeah, I suppose so. You take off one. Anyway, this is. Uh, uh, do you know how I know that? Do you know why that's so prominent? Is because mm. they called WrestleMania 25 the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania, which is wrong. It's actually the 24th anniversary did that really, of Did it really get to you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just upset me. Yeah. 229 prime number. Is it? I did, it is, yeah. Oh, that's nice. How do prime numbers work? Prime numbers are only divisible by one and themselves. You've got to pay oh. £79 a year to use them. Oh, right. It's ah. an Amazon thing. I understand. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> well okay, that well makes well sense. Done. Anyway, this is the Guitar Nerds podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branson, joined this week by Jay Cross. 79, also a prime number. I wonder if that's why they chose that price. 
Yeah. Oh. Mark Packham. Bendy Bananas. And Matthew Knigget. Hello. Who's your mate, Matt? Out there. Why aren't you, can uh, you introduce us? Can you hear that? Yeah, I can hear can your hear dog it. barking. This is why I shut my windows. No, it's good. Um, invite him in. Yeah, invite the dog in. Woof, woof, woof. I bet they'll have some really good uh, it, it, topics of influence to talk about, uh, such as fuzz. What, what I, I don't know. I, don't know. I, 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 I was trying to no, think of a dog yeah, pile. Nowhere. 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 Anyway. So, um, so this week there's some 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 cool things to talk about in the news. We've got a little bit of mail bagging uh, to do, and uh, <laughs> why is that funny? It's not funny. It's not funny. And then uh, and and then yeah, me me and Matt are going to a festival next week, or this week oh, later God. this week. We're I going to we're going to Arc Tangent, um, the uh, the UK's number one uh, avant garde music festival. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be great. We're we're going. We're gonna watch Meshuggah. isn't that right, Matty? Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, can't we're gonna wait. get good, great festival for guitar but brands. <laughs> Jay, sorry, Jay's just got Jay. Jay's just got to blow. So, just to paint the picture, Jay's flat all around. Jay's flat, pretty much in every room. He's got these like candles that cost about fifty quid. They're not fifty quid. They're about fifty quid. They're not fifty quid. Wood burning candles. They're woodwick. So it makes it sound like you've got a little log fire going, Mm. and it's just gone to blow. It makes it sound like you've got a log fire. Yeah, yeah. It makes it smell like a log fire. The sound. Can you not hear that? Yeah, I kept that one. That one smells of magnolia. I kept thinking I was getting text messages, but it's it's crackling from the candle. Yeah. So he's just gone to blow this one out because with whatever five minutes into the podcast, I realised you can hear it quite. Clearly, <laughs> and it's just managed to blow over an entire picture in a frame. It's <laughs> causing way more noise than the candle ever would have done. Oh, congratulations, well done. Anyway. Wood, wood, wood candles, great investment. That's that mm. one investment. They're really nice. Yeah, we we should get them sponsoring the podcast. Maybe we already have. Uh, if we do, I want some more. Yeah, please. Fine. Anyway, yeah, we're going. We're going to Arc Tangent. Me and Matt are going to Arc Tangent. Not together. Matt's actually going with Boss, and I'm. I'm just, I'm just going. I'm doing fun things. Yeah. You're just getting drunk. Well, no, I'm not That's just not getting fun. drunk. I've got a play. I've got a play. In, It'll be uh, fun for him, but just not anyone around him. Uh, what? What <laughs> me? Yes. Oh yeah. No, but I'll be playing. <laughs> and I'm not just talking about arc tangent. I'm just talking about in life general. In general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah this exactly. podcast, your relationship. Yeah, yeah your definitely. Family. That. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone hates me. Anyway, so this festival, fantastic for fantastic for guitars, fantastic for for gear, for guitar for guitar equipment, and uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's Meshuggah are going to be a real highlight for sort of really awesome guitar brands. Uh, bands that are going to be there. Possibly one of the best bands I've ever seen live. Oh, have you they seen them live before? Twice at Concord Two, and uh, it was incredible. So who makes um, who makes their signature eight strings? Uh, they still with Ibanez. I think they're still yeah. with Ibanez, but yeah. they don't they tape. Although off? actually saying that, one guy has gone on like permanent hiatus um and now they have another guy who has a signature eight string strandberg oh that's pretty um, cool that's pretty cool don't they tape off the higher strings though like the top three strings or something so that they uh, so that they don't ring through i thought they actually I don't put think tape so the, no? the, the, the weird thing is that one of those bands obviously now have moved to like completely ampless um yeah. on stage so there's like nothing behind them on stage um at all and what's very weird about that is if you watch a band like that from the side, which is what I realised, and I don't think we really talked about it when I saw uh, Slipknot a few weeks ago, that I watched from the side of the stage for the very first song. But because 
they have nothing on stage, no amps or anything, and they're all in in it. All you can hear is the drummer, and then the sound from the main front of the house being of PA being reflected back into the stage. I bet it sounds absolutely rubbish. Yeah, it was it was the weirdest thing, and I it I was totally unexpected because I was standing there, I was like, oh, wicked side stage, amazing, and then I was like, wait, <laughs> this sounds terrible. Yeah. I was uh, and, I was, uh, I was watching a, a clip from this festival punk rock holiday with the band Pennywise playing the other day. And uh, did you see this this clip? No. Pe- there's a clip of Pennywise playing in Slovenia. Is that where um, Punk Rock Holiday is? Uh, yeah, I think I so. Think yeah. in Slovenia. Uh, but yeah, basically, there's this incredible footage of, I don't know, five, ten thousand people watching Pennywise. And there's probably 400 people have jumped on the stage. Yeah, with them. They, so much so that like, you can't see the guitar or the bass player. They're just they're just hidden amongst this group of people singing along. But they've got drone cam. They've got drone cam that is gone from the back of the back of the outdoor venue over the heads of all of these people, and it's just it looks amazing and it sounds incredible. Right up until the point where it gets over the threshold of the front of house and it's just hovering above the stage. At which point it sounds absolutely dreadful <laughs> so, and then it like goes back and then all of a sudden it sounds great again and it's just i was just watching it thinking all those people are still in the stage it just it sounds rubbish it always sounds bad yeah but you know yeah i suppose people can see us just like shakespeare in it hmm. yeah well yes exactly so and uh, another another uh band playing there Yvette young is going to be playing there Yvette twice yeah twice she's playing as Yvette young and she's she's playing in cover as well so i'll get to see her twice which is great. And um, she's painted a new Ibanez Talman. I saw that, yeah. They've got posted yeah. in the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Yeah, um, that's where it is. That is where it is. Because, of course, she I had... didn't see it. I don't go on there anymore. I just got on Instagram. Well, she used to play a Strandberg. She used to have a, a, a Strandberg that she painted herself that was very cool. But then she obviously started working with Ibanez and they got her a pink sparkle Talman, which was very, very cool. Because I think she used to use tellies. And I guess the jump from Telecaster to Strandberg... It was quite a weird one. I, I think that a lot of bands, because I see like Polyphia are playing and they play Ibanez and they have that really clean, like plinky, like the ultra clean sound. And yeah. I think those Talmans do that very, very well. Um, well it's, it's, it's just a Telecaster pickup um, situation, isn't it? With just very little bass. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's it. Because she is all, all tapping and stuff. Sort yeah. Of, uh, but yeah, um, yeah she, she had that pink sparkle on and now she's she's painted her own... Talman was an was just an ash finished Talman, and now she's painted some more birds stuff on it. So, but um, but yeah, looks fantastic. I'm very much looking forward to getting to see her twice because uh, she's an excellent, excellent guitarist. Really, really interesting. But yeah, that will be Arc Tangent Festival. So you won't remember any of that. No, no, by the I'm time we're not, here next I'm week, I'm gonna be good this year. I'm sure. gonna be really good. Sure, I'm. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be sensible. I'm gonna. I'm going there for the music. Every year I go there, and you don't um, remember it. Yeah, like there's, you know, there was this story where there's there's this band called Town Portal. This uh, where are they from? Town Portal from Poland, I think. And I I really really like them. And everyone was talking about how good they were at Arc Tangent, and I was like, oh, I was just, you know, I was so drunk that I didn't go and see them. I was probably in one of the bars somewhere. I'm really gutted that i was so stupid sick somewhere yeah just really gutted that i missed them and then someone posted a video of them playing and sort of right at the front in the right at the front in the middle of the pit was me (laughs) 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 so so, you know and i don't remember any of that and it looks like i had a great time 
Um, but I don't want that to happen this year. I actually want to see all, all these bands. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be working, mm. so, um, you I'll come know. say hi. I'll who's say who's hi. top of your yeah. list, Matty? Other to than sugar, I assume. Um, I would really like to see Black Peaks. I've seen them a couple of times, and they're awesome. Um, the actual, the Friday is a pretty good uh, three-parter in the terms of the main stage. It's 65 days of static Russian circles and battles. Oh, yeah. Um, that would be... So, well. That would be pretty good. Um, do any of guitar. those bands have vocals? No. The Russian circles have. They do, I think, don't they? No, no. no Is it all really. instrumental? All, all instrumental, yeah. Okay. It's instrumental, mate. Is that why they've got them all playing at the same time? Does the does the PA not show up until the vocal PA doesn't show up until the Saturday? <laughs> yeah. They've managed yeah. to no, just. They realised they couldn't hire any mics. Yeah, yeah so like, that's oh. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to see Bosk. I've seen Bosk a few times. Yeah, Bosk are great. Great for a big, um, heavy guitar sound band. Yeah, there's. I don't know. I just kind of want to have a wander around and see see who's see who's there and see what interesting things I. There I are a couple of bands like... I'd like to talk about, but I can't because we keep this podcast clean and uh, the, the the names aren't appropriate to to say on the on this podcast. But there, yeah. there are some really good bands playing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, moving on from our tangent because we should talk about some some equipment before we go into sort of news or mailbag or anything like that. Every tone. It always confuses me how you separate news and what we talk about in the front bit. Because sometimes yeah. the things we talk about in the front bit are news. Yeah, but I like to, you know, really gets to me. Really, well, mm. I, I think of news as current affairs, and then like things that have come out. But this yeah, thing but we're going to talk about every it, tone. But it's something that I've stumbled across. It's new, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's maybe. But it's something I stumbled across, not something <clears> that that like you know I ripped off of a, a news resource. Sure, sure. <laughs> okay. Um, every tone. So do you know what every tone is? Uh, yeah, you got um. Uh, like every tone, distorted yeah. tone. Yeah. Then you got well, clean tone, maybe. left tone, so, right tone, tonal so, eclipse. So, <laughs> so of the heart. Every every tone is um is a tiny Bluetooth enabled audio mixer that fits inside your guitar, inside the computer, inside your guitar, um, which then allows you to adjust every element of the tone of your of your pickups. What does that mean? So, it's really, it's excellent. If you go to everytone.com, you can sort of see a, a long video I don't want to watch that. I want you like, to tell me. Okay, fine. So, for, for example, you would replace the uh, your volume and tone controls. So, one of your tone controls would so become this is for a, a magic wheel. This is for a Strat, you're saying? Or an... No. They do okay. it with an SG, actually, in, okay. the, in the video, but then make the SG sound like a Stratocaster. Okay. So um, you then have a magic a magic wheel. That, that's replacing one of your tone controls or sort of a control on your guitar. And that now clicks rotations uh, and changes color with each rotation. So it's like a clear thing. Okay. There's lights. I'm interested. Yeah. So And you would assign those. You would say, well, I want... Uh, green to be my Stratocaster sound, and I want red to be my you classic know, Strat color. That one, green. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> but you you want that to be your, like double humbucking sound, and then via the app you can adjust the pickups uh, like uh, gain, output, polarity, and you can change the angles of them and how they pick up. Uh, how they pick up your guitar via sort of a like a touch screen app. Um, it is, it's kind of interesting. Um, I'm still trying to get my head around how it works. So I assume, for example, if you wanted to have split coil humbuckers, you would need to have four pole humbuckers. You couldn't just use a regular set of humbuckers in there. There'd have to be something that could be coil split. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it looks interesting. I mean, would I retrofit it to, to anything that I own? Probably not. But well, then... it, it doesn't require... It's not like you have to cut any extra holes in. It, it fits in... No, 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 but there's some soldering involved. There must be. Yeah, there's there soldering is. involved, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Matt? Well, let me tell you about a little guitar called the Gibson Darkfire. <laughs> <laughs> that had Gibson's classic chameleon tone technology. Which was effectively exactly the same thing. Um, oh, what? <laughs> I thought this was revolutionary. No. Well, I don't know. This is um, this like Mark said sounds like a good idea. Their website tell and your description tells me nothing about how this thing actually works or what it does without watching the video, which is very annoying. No, um, even then, even then, it's it's, uh, yeah. it's weird because then you you sort of scroll down. And it's like an app, and then there's like some sort of weird thing you have to install. So I'm guessing it. They say no mechanical mods apart from some soldering. Um, so I'm guessing it only works, as Mark said, on humbuckers because you need to be able to coil tap them in some way. And then it looks like it's got some sort of multiband parametric EQ built into it as well, which obviously affects the output. So you're probably doing something there where the, the Gibson was actually purely um, altering the... P90 and humbuckers, whether it was what coils it was and whether they were in and out of phase. I wonder um, if you so can, because on this little GIF they've got here of like the app being used, uh, it looks like there's a strat involved. So I wonder if you can use single coils, but. Well, certainly in the videos, they, they show a strat and they show a um, an SG. So essentially, what it's giving you is like the power of Fender's S1, but in an app. For F models, each folder has five tone patches, which you select using your existing five-way selector switch. Only now it's wired to the every tone module. Right. And for G models, you have three tone patches per folder. Got it. Matching the three-way switch. Yes, that makes sense to me. Oh. So three tone matches per folder. So does that mean that you have your... So on a, on a Strat, I assume you would have Yeah, but how does, that, 15... how does that work with the magic wheel? I'm guessing that there's three different colours, and then within that, you yeah. have three different patches. Yeah. Same as the, the Gibson, basically. 15. Right. You three yeah. different colours, and then you, you obviously like push it or something, and you get extra. So, or like that Neurotronics thing I was talking about, that MIDI thing yeah. from last week. So um, is the module... It's it's synced it's linked via Bluetooth yes. to mm. the magic knob? Mm. Oh, no, to the no. whole, well, no, to, to the, the whole guitar, basically. Yeah, to the whole guitar. The the module sits inside the guitar, but I don't the, think it physically does anything to your pickups. Like the the little image is showing pickup gain increasing, and I'm like, I'm sure that can't be the case because you can't physically alter the gain of one pickup. So I think the module has some sort of processing built into it. Yeah, it's a bit well, weird. Well, no, but because you're not plugging into. Oh yeah, wait. So how? I guess you're getting audio out of the app, right? But but, but here's the thing. No, here's the I... thing. When he's talking about it in the video, he's like, uh, he's like, um, <clears throat> he's like, unlike digital effects, there is nothing digital about every tone. It is all analog. That's yeah. How okay. He talks. So I I think I kind of get it. So basically, like it says, it's a mixer. So you're assume one of the pins on this circuit board that you put inside the guitar goes to your output jack. So the pickups are coming in to the output to the the pins that are on this circuit yeah. board, and then the other pins go to the output jack. And yeah. what this is doing is allowing you to mix the pickups individually. But like you say. Is there, for example, like an amp in there that allows you to boost pickup gain? Well, I can understand it's, if it's, it's taking it away. Got, it's got independent gain control per channel slash coil, multiband parametric EQ, yeah. 
and variable phase plus an app controlled master gain and an onboard master volume so looking at that circuit board if you were literally just if that was a mixer it wouldn't need to be that complicated so i think it's got something built into the circuit board that allows you to do some other stuff like yeah flip the phase for example yeah, yes, yeah which is one of the things yeah there must be some although they kind of claim there's no dsp involved yeah, it seems weird that you'd be able to add gain. There must be amps per channel on there that allow you to basically add Cause, yeah, gain. Yeah, because also it needs power somehow, surely. Uh, that is also true. So you must have to have a battery in the back of the you guitar as well. must have a battery. Yeah. Interesting little product. I'd like to know how much it is. It doesn't tell you anything no, about it's that. Still, it's, it's still, I think, uh, an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter or I something. I think the, right. um, the thing with all of these is, and you know, we sort of spoke it a bit about, spoke a bit about it with that Neurotronics thing before and we were talking about the G-Rock guitar um, the one that you can change all the pickups so it's, it's like it's a great idea it's just is anyone really are you really going to use it it's like having a hundred presets on something it's like you're never going to save a hundred presets Yeah. and yeah. I think realistically do you want more than the five selections available on the Strat or the three selections available on Les Paul well, they're always is- fun to mess around with but ultimately you know, and I think that quite often they aim it. They, so I think the full, the full name of this is they always aim it at studio people. And, you know, session guys are like using this stuff. They're like, no, we've got a guitar for each job. I think this is someone for who wants to just mess around a lot. At home. Thing is though, right? Even the Baja Telly, right? It's yeah. got what six pickup selections in there. You have got the four, and then the two extra that you get from the S One switch. Yep. Um, only if you use the bridge pickup because it sounds the best. That's yeah. why I bought that guitar because yeah. bridge pickup sounds wicked. The neck sounds the the not the neck the fourth position sounds great as well. Both pickups in series. Yeah, fine, but just use the bridge. Actually, pickup. no, yeah, it's only five. Too. It's only that is six. Yeah. Six, yeah, yeah, six options. Um, and like if you like the sound of a Strat, just get a Strat. Yeah. Oh, I was um I was just reading a bit more here, so it effectively gives you an active pickup. They say active pickup topology to its ultimate level by providing a full audio mixer for each coil in each pickup. Yeah. So, yeah, it's obviously doing something when you hook them all up to those pins. Um, So instead of one active preamp, you effectively have one for each pickup. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought it... That's what it looked like to me as well. And, yeah, just reading. comes with a rechargeable battery. So I wonder whether they put something maybe on like the back plate or something like that that you can plug like a USB into or whether you have to actually physically remove the battery. It doesn't say Which pickups is it that does that now? It's the Fishman Fluence, isn't it? Uh, Yes. They recharge. Just just so you know, Joe, there's a question on their FAQ. What about bass? And the answer is yes, we're working on a version for bass too. Oh, even better. (laughs) I actually like here that they've, someone's put what's the difference between the every tone and the Ernie Ball Game Changer, which is a guitar we haven't spoke about since launch. And they're actually like the Game Changer has a slightly better and wider variety of sounds, but you have to obviously buy a Game Changer. Yeah. Wait, what's a Game Changer? It was I don't that, remember talking about this. It was came out oh, two years ago, I think. And I think we spoke about it at the time being like, I don't know if this is going to take off. Um, and I've not actually ever seen one in store, so I don't know if it was like a custom order oh. only. The Reflex, it was called. The game changer, and it had a five-pin MIDI output, a USB output, and an optional piezo bridge as well. Oh, all about the piezo. So, is that different from when Fender did those guitars that you could put yes. cards in? <laughs> Everything is different to those. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I didn't understand so those at all. Try, yeah. So, Matt, 
<laughs> or Mark, try and explain the Fender no. guitars with cards in there's them. No point. What were they called? It was the Fender Personality. Deluxe. Personality, Personality cards. cards. They were in, it's they're... like Top Trumps, but you could put the Top Trumps cards in it, the back of the guitar. It was great when you yeah. sold them to a customer and someone had misplaced the personality cards and then you were like, oh, you're your currently missing your work. blender and output personality cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just, um, so, just to wrap up this every time thing, they reckon price is going to be about 250 quid. Right, okay. Um, on so. their, I'm just on their Facebook page and someone has said, I'd really like to try this out. And they've commented, I've had to dismantle the prototypes for the time being. You can ask someone about his experience. Okay, sweet. <laughs> so good stuff. I, I'm glad I, you bring so, up all this relevant stuff for us to talk about, Joe Branton. You know, it's, it's very new, though. I mean, they've got less than 250 followers on Facebook. Exactly. So it's, I, um, it's new. I just want a deluxe track with personality cards now. Well, get it bought. Wouldn't you just get a Variax though for this sort of thing? Well, that's the, not more money. The big thing that they're saying there is that uh, they're saying it's cheap. Is they're, well, they're saying it's cheap, and you can, um, you can retrofit it to any like. existing guitar. No. And also, the, there is no. By the looks of things, there's no modelling involved. Right. You're essentially, like Matt was saying, you're just accessing your existing pickups in a different you, way. Exactly. You're basically adding an active preamp, right. two band pre, two brand EQ. Oh no, sorry, was there a full graphic on that? I can't remember. But full graphic, whatever. full yeah. parametric, full parametric. Sorry. Um, you're basically adding a preamp and EQ to each of your pickups, and then you can either uh, cut gain or boost gain, it seems, um, and then change the EQ for each coil of your pickups, and then combine them in any way that you want. Um, it's interesting. Would you ever need shaping to that level? I only no. ever need a telly with a bridge pickup and a P-Bass because right. those are the two best guitars ever made. Mm. And <laughs> anyone who says that they're not is a total and utter moron. <laughs> fine, fine. Okay. All right. I, I, I think I understand what's happening here. I think it's fun. I also I, like I think the it's lights. a good product. I think the problem is, is that people, I don't know, maybe someone will get it right, but so many people have tried and they have all been unsuccessful. And I think it's just because people, you put it in your guitar and then you realise that there's only like two or three sounds that you want. And then that that's it. And you end up just leaving it there. And yeah. it, it just gets dusty. Good news, Matt. Uh, there is a, a black American deluxe uh, Strat with N3 pickups and personality cards on reverb right now in the UK. Full, full set much, of personality cards. Uh, well, it says full set. But what, what do you get in there? It's got the personality card wallet, and there's only five of the six spaces are filled. So because one's in the guitar. Oh, because one's in the guitar. Of course. What? what, what yeah, what but you, if six? you always need one in the guitar, why would you need the extra space in the wallet uh, for traveling transport? Yeah, travel. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. What, what are the can't six? Tra- you can't travel with uh, with it in there. Um, they are grumpy. Uh, sneezy, <laughs> wheezy, cheesy, and dog and dog. Uh, they are right. fader. Oh, I d- actually, I don't oh, know. Oh, I thought they were like Jimi Hendrix. No, 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 no. no, no. Oh. They're, they're more like... No. no because they're, they're, not, they're not really doing that. It's just... It is essentially doing a similar thing to this product every time that we were talking about. But you can only access one of the like presets at once. Basically. So when you need to change mid-gig, you need to take the guitar off, whip off the back of the guitar. That's why it comes with a fancy leather wallet that you can put the personality cards handy, in. Handy, yeah. handy. Um, and also, I've just found that there's a Gibson Darkfire for sale. Terrible condition. Robot tuners. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Removed. 1,700 pounds. Jeez yeah. Louise. <laughs> yes. And the, fir- the first picture is a picture of the back. So... Wow, you know, great! Yeah, that's... great, great listing. There. What about what about dust tigers? Did any of those still? Uh, are they any of What's those? What's a still... dust tiger? Dust the tiger dust was the one tiger. that came out after the dark fire. Right, I think we should, but this we is all really before do... the Firebird X. Yes, yes, yes. right. So we should the... really do a Patreon on just the weirdest Gibsons we did, remember. Seeing. We did talk about these a couple of years ago, but I forgot. Oh my gosh! What? Just the what? price of the. <laughs> Of dust what? Tiger. Which one? The price the of dust what? tiger. So the two thousand pounds. So, so two, what was the dust tiger? The dust tiger. Okay, look. It looks like this, Joe. I'm going to show you a picture. Yeah, no, of it. for the listeners, you need I'm to. Gonna sh- I'm going to show you. I'm so going to show you a picture. It's there a you go. flat top Les Paul, so much like a Les Paul Junior or a Les Paul Special. I Joe guess. appears to have turned into stone. I think um, this guitar might be Medusa, but with sort of a metal swirly scratch plate that that is it's almost like a tribally yeah tri- it's, it's a metal tribal uh, do, do you remember Traben Traben basis it's a bit like that um <laughs> and it had two big soap bar humbuckers Traben. that were like not normal humbuckers they were like designed specifically for this guitar um and it essentially had like pickup modeling stuff in there the uh it, it had also it looks... had a guitar tuner built into uh, one of the tone knobs oh, yeah good. well that's uh, not as bad as was it epiphone that introduced the tuner built into the top of the pickup. I think that's all right. The pickup. Oh, yeah, I thought that was good as well. Yeah, yeah. Actually, okay. that comes okay. to buy that as a third part. But no, all of the robot guitars had the tuner built into the tone. Uh, yeah, wow. And it was a exotic snakewood top with a chambered yeah, mahogany what's back. This? What what is it going for? These like that? It looks like ash. I know it's snakewood, but it's absolutely not not a Gibson look. This is this is the problem that I have with any, basically any guitar like uh, uh, that's trying to do this sort of thing is. 
there's there's too much going on. You right. know, if Gibson at the time had just come out with here's a Les Paul studio in wine red with gold hardware and it's got all this stuff in it, or here's a Les Paul studio in black with all this stuff in it, it it might have stood a chance. It's yeah. the same with the Firebird X. It just there was too much going on. Yeah. Oh, the back of it is also tiger finish. Yeah, what? As in, it has pictures of tigers on it. No, no, no it's, it's like striped. No. It's like tiger striped. I tell you what, I do like the twelfth fret marker on this. It's, what what it's, is it? It's like a, it's like a tiger's the the front teeth of a tiger oh, in yeah. profile. Oh, okay. Looks, um, it looks good actually. That looks really good. Okay, so, Wait, so let's do let's do a bit more research and we'll do a Patreon special one week on the uh, Gibson. So what is the story arc? Darkfire, then Dust Tiger, no, and then X. No, at no. one point there was the digital Les Paul, which probably you guys don't even remember, which no. was a Les Paul that had a Ethernet recording output on it. What? Oh yeah. Um, that was probably the first one that I remember that had something weird. Then the HD six X Pro Digital Les Paul. That's the one. That is a great name. That is a great name. Have you got a year on that? Rolls off the tongue. Uh, Two thousand and eight. There we go. So I think Nam two thousand eight. Yeah, I've got a feeling that was the first year they start messing around with this. No, because the the robots were before that. Were they? Yeah. Yeah, First robots of twenty thirteen. No, they were not. No, no, no. They were way before that because the. Uh, the the Dusk Tiger and Darkfire were... I think the Dusk Tiger was 2009 and then the Darkfire right. was 2010. Gibson Les Paul Robot Blue Burst, 2007. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Wow. And I think I think there was a Flying V as well. I've got that in my head. Maybe. But I think they all came out around the same sort of time because I think that was when their relationship with Tronicle started. Right. And then it they maybe got brought into part of Gibson Brands. I don't really understand that that side of it, but loads of these guitars started coming out. Um... This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by Celestian and their brand new Ruby Alnico guitar speaker. Purpose built to create rich, beautiful vintage tones, the Ruby oozes a richly musical warmth with mellow highs and a smooth, sophisticated mid-range that always seems to sound just right. The classic Alnico speaker shape and lush, deep red colour ensures Ruby really looks the part in your cab and guarantees that no one could possibly mistake this remarkable new guitar speaker's family history. Check out Celestian's new Ruby at retailers including Lean Business in the UK, Tube Amp Doctor in Germany, Algam in France, Eco Music in Italy, Ebeloud in Spain, plus Gear for Music, Toman and The Back Shop. And in the USA, you can buy through retailers like Sweetwater, Musician's Friends, AMS, Pass Express, Loudspeakers Plus, and of course Amazon. And for more details, check out Celestian.com. Yeah. I, I like that there was a Wikipedia page for the Gibson robot guitar, and the first line is the Gibson robot guitar, aka Gore, which what isn't right. Gore. Oh yeah, Gore. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Gibson Gore. robot guitar. Yeah, that's very weird. Um, so yeah, there is actually a timeline in here. I'm going to um do this for a Patreon. I think maybe we should do that for the Patreon. The 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 journey of the Gibson robot. Yeah, let's oh, let's wow. like talk it over though. Let's not rush into it because I'd like to actually do a bit of proper digging and find out. There was also the robot Explorer, which was a robot. You, you said it that's like it I'm... was spelt with an X. It is. That's so. what I'm thinking <laughs> of. Not X hyphen Plora. <laughs> Yeah, there was that's, also that's a what ro- I'm thinking of, robot not the Les Paul Jr. A robot. Wow. I don't think I ever saw one of those. Wow. Um, but yeah, let's let's do a proper episode. Yeah, on these. dark we'll, times. We'll, dark we'll times. Dive into it. Okay. Okay. Right. Well. Anyway, we should uh, let, let's uh, let's see what's in our mailbag. 
mailbag. So, Matt Knight, first of all, um, you got something in your mailbag. I did. Um, this one was actually quite a, a funny one uh, of how it came about because I went to Summernam, as we all know, and I sat next to uh, a gentleman and we said hello to each other and then we put our headphones on. You're talking about in the, in the plane? On the in plane. the plane. Right. No, just in general. Right, just okay. met a fella, put headphones on. Uh, his headphones worked, mine didn't. So I had to go in and so you shared an, you shared an, an earphone <laughs> each? So we shared an earphone each and watched... <laughs> earphone buddies. Uh, watched Notting Hill together. <laughs> um, and... On the way back, we were sat in exactly the same seats. And I was like, oh, I'm guessing you're a Nam person because we, you know, we're basically on the same flights. He said, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And we're talking. And he is the main marketing person. And his dad also invented the G7th Capo. Amazing. Um, so we spoke a bit about that. And I was like, oh, amazing. Like, always used to recommend G7th in the store. Definitely. The so best who, capo. who would G7? I don't, as, as, a, as a bass player, I don't know anything about Capos and I've really used them. Surely they make a bass capo. They must. I, they I reckon they make a bass capo. G7 are a great capo. Well, basically, company. so I are they the ones was... that you press on as opposed yes. to the ones that you exactly squeeze? The, yes. the ones no, that well, they're yeah. not clamps. Yeah, they, they you so push. Them. They don't have a spring. They just you push them. Yeah, they've got they've got clutch that holds in place. Yeah. So so basically. There was a world before G7th, which involved basically Shub. Um, and then this guy's dad was like, hmm. He was an engineer, he was bored. He played a bit of guitar and he's like, yeah, my capo design's not very good. Um, so he just built and, and designed a new capo, which became the first G7th capo with the kind of clamp design that was designed that you didn't have to have a bunch of different radiuses, um, that you didn't have to adjust a spring. Wait, you're supposed to have different radiuses for capos? Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah, because if you think if you think yeah, because that's why Shub do so many models is because they've got yeah. like different radiuses. I had available. no idea. I occasionally use like a some sort of purple capo that I have, mm-hmm. but I don't know what the capo is. Well, It'll I probably mean, I just be use it on multiple things. Yeah, in general, it's fine. But like, right. let's say for example, you know, you've got like a twelve string or something that's got like a particularly flat board. You wouldn't yeah. want to be using like the vintage radius capo what, on that. What radius do I have on my ES one seven five? It's probably do I. Probably twelve. Probably twelve. Probably mm. twelve. Is yeah. this going to be okay on a twelve? Yeah, I mean, if it's, yeah. I would say well, it depends on the capo. Oh, yeah, like, really like, 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 like I said, you Joe said Brandon. the capo is probably a nine and a half. No, I like said I that, said for these ones, that's the whole point of the G seventh one is that it doesn't matter. How uh, come? It, How can it not matter? Because of the design of the bottom half and the top half. So it uses their groundbreaking adaptive radius technology coupled with their tension control system um, where the shub ones are just a screw, basically, and the top part is curved to match the radius of a fretboard with the G7 Performance series. You don't need that. So their new Performance 3, which is the capo they sent me, works on any six-string guitar. Um, And it's wicked. I mean, G7s were the more pricey capo um, when we worked in store. Um, and I was sort of talking to him and I was like, do you know what? I haven't bought any accessories like that f- for years because I worked in a store before that. And then I haven't really bought anything like that from a guitar shop since I, I stopped working in one. Um, and it was good because I've only had a shub for ages. And then as soon as I started using this one over the last week, I was like, it really is a bit easier to use. I've had um, I've had the, I don't know if it's like the Mark 1 or the Mark 2 of the, uh, you know, the, the regular G7 capo for probably, I don't know, I probably got it the first week that we ever got them in GAC. 
just because I was like, this is so much better than what's available now. Like the sharp or like the rotor sound ones, just like real bad. Yeah, I think it was like a performance one or performance two. Probably um, a performance one. This, yeah, I think actually looking at a picture of a performance two now, I think I've got a performance one. They're just so much better than any other capo. Right. They're, they just work. You so are they on. still the only people doing a multiple radius thing, or has everyone else jumped on that now? It's not things. It's not multiple radius, and they don't really. I don't think they particularly push that. It's just you just buy a capo, and it works with basically everything. Right. They do. So just looking at the different models they've got. So they've got performance three, performance two, which I imagine will be phased out. Um, and they've got different styles that do different things. Um, you know, for example, they've got, you know, if you want, if you're finding that that's too heavy, they do a lightweight version. Um, the only one where it really kind of separates out into like a different instrument is the 12 string, because obviously it needs to be wider. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, compensated string pad for 12 string. And I think they also do one that is like more recommended for banjo, but uh, yeah, the Heritage, I think, uh, just loading now. Heritage, yeah, will work with basically guitar or banjo. So they just they just work. They just, like, just don't good. have to worry about it. Yeah, um, yeah, they just they were just good capos, and they come with a free lifetime warranty, which I think is great. That's pretty good, and they're quite smart as well. They're quite like they're, yeah. they're a very good looking capo. Yeah, yeah, the design is very amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's um yeah. Big recommendation from me. I, th- I oh, think the thing is, go. I think I remember um, talking to someone once, basically saying that when he first started pitching them, everyone was like, I sell shove capos. Why do I need to bother? And I think within like a year, they'd become like the second biggest capo brand behind like shove and like very, very close to shove. Well, this is probably what people are going to say about every tone. Anyway. Uh, in the future, uh, well, sure, they're going to yeah. become the second biggest capo company. Yeah, yeah. So, here you go. Actually, I've, so I've just found a quite cool page on their site that kind of breaks it down. So you've got um, like what the uh, what the different capos will do. So performance three, they just say six string guitar. So basically, any six All string guitar will work with the performance three. Performance two covers six string guitar, classical guitar, seven point two five, uh, seven and a quarter uh, vintage radius. Um, I don't know why they specify that and they don't specify it on the Performance 3 because I think Performance 3 will do all of those anyway. I think that's why it's the new generation. Well, yeah, totally, yeah. totally. And then they've got the Newport, which is the one that uh, does 6-string guitar, 12-string guitar, classical guitar, banjo and mandolin, partial 5-string and partial 3-string. So by that, they mean you they mean you can like take it off the neck a little bit. Wait, and I, thought you could do that on all, I thought you could do that on all capos anyway because that tends to be what I do. I keep the low... If I'm using it, well, yeah, I keep like the low D and will, then move the rest of it. It'll do it to uh, varying degrees, I'd imagine, whereas this is actually designed for it. Um, and things like, you know... Shub did a partial capo. I can't believe I didn't know this. Shub, yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to sell quite a lot of them in the shop, actually. They they did a partial capo. They did, you right. could... Um, and I mean, Matt, uh, well, if we're going down the route of talking about capos... What Are you going to talk about the spider capo? The spider capo. Yeah, was it, what was the spider capo? So the spider capo was a capo that had six individual, uh, like... Right. Feet, but how many frets did it go over? Could you make a chord out of it? Yes. Oh, was that no, the it idea? The, it had six individual feet, so you could either do what you would expect Capo to do, so have all six feet down at once, yeah, or you could independently. How many frets could they do? How many distance? Oh, it could only do one fret. Oh, so you could two. So it you could, could only do one fret, but right. or 
but the one of the things that they talked about oh, in their in their like promo stuff was oh here's a video of someone using a hand of me using cor- using cor- two in two different places and right. like I remember the video being very intricate and very mad but it was like the geezer was changing the position of the capo and changing the right. uh, how many feet were down at various times and like it was really what, weird yeah the mid- and he was using two cap two spider capos and playing. It was really mad. So the feet were easy to like yeah. lift up and get up. Did yeah. it actually do the job that well though? Uh, yeah. I mean, yes. I'm but not then sure how many people actually exactly, need. Right, exactly. I understand. But yeah, you, we used to do quite a lot of the shove ones, which would do strings two, three, and five, or five, three, and four. So right. it missed one and then oh, two. Oh, it missed them in the middle. Yeah. So it did, I only it did, just exactly would so just did, hang it yeah, halfway yeah. off. But I don't really just... know the benefit of why you would want just those. I guess it opens up some dad gaddy style stuff. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not really sure. Oh, I feel educated in the uh, in in the Basically, capo world. Just get a G7 capo because they're like really good. Yeah, we'll, um, I'll make sure that I do. Um, that. And it's also worth pointing out that they do 18 karat gold versions. You yes, know, for the um, for the flashy people out there, um, and you can have it laser engraved. Oh, how wonderful! That is wonderful news. Um, uh, also on the uh, on the on on the mailbag thing, I spoke about it on the most recent episode of uh, Bar Chords and and demonstrated some of it. But I want to talk about it here because we've all had a chance to have a go on it, except for you, Matthew. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Moor GE three hundred. It is Moor's answer to the Helix and the. Uh, what other ones? Head, head rush and the axe effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. And the what's that? Kemper. No, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, Kemper, head rush, helix. Zoom. I just realised how expensive it was. do one, don't they? Yeah, we we had the Hotone one, didn't we? That's it, though. No other brands. No others. No others. And the Boss GT1000. So I'll give you some quick summary notes after having maybe 15, 20 minutes playing it earlier. Firstly, uh, remember to turn the cab models on when using headphones because for a long time we were playing it and thought it sounded dreadful. And uh, yeah, it turns out that the cab models are all off by default. So And when you change preset, the cab models turn, turn off, off well, they're, Yeah, they're, they're independent on the presets. But I, I don't know if we had sort of an early model. See, I didn't use any of the presets when I was doing my demo. I just created a blank yeah. patch and then built everything yeah, from yeah, scratch sure. on there. Which and, and from that side, and I think, listener, if you if you haven't heard it, if you go back and listen to the episode of Barcodes, I, I mean, I did mainly basically focus on all the synth sounds because I was like, which is the opposite of what you guys were doing, because I was like, well, of course this does normal guitar sounds. I want to hear what this weird synth engine does. See, that's where you fail because... Surely there's varying degrees of does it do a normal guitar sound very well or not? Oh come on! So you're just like, yeah, it'll do it. Okay, but come on, a pod does a, like a, a decent enough guitar so, sound. Okay, well, let digital me, stuff has been able to replicate let, a guitar sound for like the let, last fifteen. Let me years. finish my uh, overview yeah, sorry, of it. Go on, so. Go Remember to put the cab models on because otherwise it sounds very bad. Also, weirdly, the uh, guitar input is like set. All the way up, like the in, there's an input gain control. I, like I said, we we've got like a uh, a demo version. Sure, of this, sure, I understand. Which has probably been round like the house. I understand. And, and goodness knows yeah, what yeah. people have done. Um, so to make it. sure that you've got your input uh, control set correctly. Um, plus points. The a couple of the models sound really really good. JCM at hundred model sounds fantastic. Um, and a couple of the other slightly more high gain models sound really good. 
Um, there's some effects on there that sound really good. In fact, pretty much all the effects sound good that I, I heard. I thought especially the delays were, yep. were very, very good. Really nice. Downside is the usual downside with these things in that doing a clean to kind of broken up crunch amp mm. doesn't sound that good. It's always tricky to get that sort of old school sound with these sorts of things. But then you've got to think how many people looking for that sort of sound are investing in, you know, large multi-effects well sure yeah yeah, i totally agree but i mean also you know these things are supposed to be pitched as kind of recording tools a lot of the time and a lot and pretty much you know 95 percent of these things can't do a recorded fender twin or princeton very well now what i did i created an ac30 sound for um and i and i put some tasteful space echo-esque delay on it and a little bit of like 63 style spring reverb and recorded the sample i was very happy with that yeah yeah but but for me all that stuff was 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 standard like i thought it was fine um you I, basically went to the like circus sound straight away well, it wasn't circus <laughs> but, but the circus sounds are actually the selling point of this product because unlike the competition where there might be sort of like a oh here's a synthesizer preset or like a you know the helix might be oh here's um here's a an effect we've added called lead synth and it's sort of like a lead synth sound that you can edit a bit on a few parameters on what what moore have done is put a synth a complete synth engine on there with three independent octaves three independent lfos you know three independent uh um things what do you, what do they call the other things oscillators yeah uh yeah the, you know it's, it's that and then you build your synth sound oh and it's yeah. a, a arpeggiator in there as well and and so you can build your sound from scratch and that's what makes it cool yeah, you could it, make like a thousand different synthesizers on there well it's it's rather than the the synth of a helix for example where yeah like you say it's taking the dry sound and applying effectively an effect over the top of it this is using your guitar's pitch as the trigger for an oscillator. Yeah. Um, so they've taken the Boss SY300 <laughs> effectively and built it into multi-effects, which does the same thing. <laughs> um, that's the technology they're using. They're using the same thing that we use for the, the SY, effectively. Yeah. Um, where it's it's an oscill- it's a synthesizer where your guitar is, is the trigger, which means you don't need a special pickup. Uh, it still doesn't mean you can't do piano sounds and trumpet sounds, though. Unfortunately, yeah, that is the that is the, the when, downside. When are we going to get that dream day when you don't need the hex pickup to perform the the drum and trumpet sounds that you can do on some uh, guitar sounds? I mean, that would just be the dream. That is what I want. Yeah, that's what everyone wants. Um, my and Matt hinted at, uh, at it a little bit at the start of this. My final, uh, not my not my final takeaway as such, but one point that I thought was uh, a bit of a downside is that it is quite expensive it's in the same price range roughly as a helix lt yeah, 650 pounds so it's 100 pounds less than an lt but you know for 100 pounds with line six what you're doing is you're buying into an awful lot of heritage and uh, um not even that prestige I just, sorry I think, not heritage i you're... think in terms of just the actual package in terms of like the build quality and stuff the helix feels really stage worthy like you can yeah. chuck it around um and the more feels fine you know it's metal chassis and stuff and it's, you know it feels really good solid but everything kind of feels a little too compact well, and- it's not yeah it's, it's it's kind of not a downside i think it's is the the moor is an excellent product but when you're a hundred pounds away from the market leader of this sort of thing um it's it's, it's just a little bit 
it's a little bit close. Yeah. The great uh, thing about more, more stuff, you know, historically has been you can get, you know, the uh, whatever is electromonics uh, octave sound, but it costs you like 40, 30 quid yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's, so, um, yeah, that is... The pricing is odd with this one. I do agree. Yeah. Um, I do agree. It's very different. Obviously, the thing that came before was the DE200, and this is a completely revoiced version of it. Um, but yeah, £100 is, is a little close. Still, fantastic sounding product. Let's do some news. News. So first up in the news, I think we should carry on talking about things that model the sounds of other things. Oh, there was definitely a segue in there some way. Uh, I'm not sure. Mark Packham, talk Hello to me there. about the Electro Harmonics B9. Uh, you mean B9. Uh, bass how low can you go uh, electronics bring a new nine series pedal to the uh, well the so what have they got the, the key nine, nine the c9 mel nine mel nine uh, b9 mel c that's the new no. one no there's the b9 the c9 yeah, this is the B9. Oh, this is the no, no, this, this is the base nine. Base oh, this is the base nine. The yeah, B9 that... was the first one. Oh. Then the C9. Yeah. And then the, the key nine. nine. And then the, the synth nine. nine. The then the Mel nine. Was the Mel nine late? And then now then the, the base nine. nine. So, um, I think nine sounds all modelling uh, different. No sounds. Nine. No, no, yes. <laughs> uh, nine. Yeah, nine. Yes. What's the point of it then? Uh, no, there are sounds. Oh, in there. okay. We're How many? Suddenly speaking German. There's there's eight plus one. <laughs> um, and yeah, what it's doing, much like the other pedals in the series, is modelling uh, nine different uh, sounds from different instruments. In this case, they're obviously taking on the bass guitar. Right. So it's all just organic bass sounds. No. Um, so what you've got are uh, I'll ru- I'll run down the list. Run me down. And there's some notable exceptions here, which I personally agree with. Number one, precision bass. What do you think comes next? Number two, jazz <laughs> this bass. Is so jazz good. Bass. Jazz bass. So you know you got precision. Number yep. one. Now the, the greatest sounds... instrument, the greatest instrument ever invented. Yeah, now, one of the best inventions mm-hmm. by a human being. But then, ever. but of then the of last, course, yeah. in 1960, Leo Fender made a better version of no. the P bass. Which was, you know, inspired he by did. fixes, genuine fixes that people wanted on he his did. original What's that? He did. And I that, didn't like it. Last, it kind of lasted did. very long. He did. And that's why number two on this electronics pedal is the Dan Electro Longhorn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically that uh, is on there because it's modelled after Mike Matthews' own personal Dan Electro Longhorn. That's great. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, apparently so. Of course so. Mike Matthews plays a Longhorn. <laughs> um, you've got a, uh, and it's, it's, it's a six-string longhorn as well so it's like baritone sound right so it's that kind of like yeah kind of classic bass six sound right okay so Um, really clicky yeah indeed then you've got fretless and on there is there is both a fretted uh, not a fretted sorry an electric and stand-up bass right under the fretless so all all that you can play is 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 a play take a walk on a wild side yes indeed (laughs) indeed so all that's going to be is is just like a, a slow uh, gear no it's- not necessarily because like with all these things like uh from the rest of this nine series um they're using kind of synth stuff going on there as well to right. actually kind of recreate the sounds so um just yeah i mean a note on it in general i'll run through the rest of the sounds in a minute but um the precision bass on this sounds very good it doesn't sound good enough that you could record it and have people think it was a precision but if you were in a one guitar band exactly that yeah exactly that and actually that plays into one of the sounds later on but we'll get to that in a second so sound four uh is uh synth which is based on the taurus synth um okay. which is a famous oh, bass cool. yeah, yeah famous bass synth um virtual 
Uh, I'll read the description. Let's the user adjust the bass's body density and neck length of a variety, variety of bass sounds. Oh, okay. So basically, the way this is set up is you've got five controls. The main control, which allows you to switch between the nine different sounds. Yep. Then you've got independent volumes for your dry signal and for the affected signal and then you've got control one and control two which do different different things, things depending yeah. on what uh, what setting you're on i assume that control one and control two on virtual control one adjusts the body density and control two exactly adjusts that. the neck length exactly okay. that makes sense next preset is bowed so uh what they call a classic ah. bowed bass oh bowed banton bowed uh, <laughs> classic bowed, bowed banton, to banton. Um, which i imagine is probably the fretless sound with a slow gear effect at the start right, of it because yeah. it will give you that bowed um the next um preset is actually really interesting the split bass so the idea behind this is any note lower than f sharp third or f sharp three even um has the effect added to it and anything above that does not and you just get the clean sound so i guess this f sharp uh it's on the bass Uh, but you're playing a guitar where's that that's like the second fret uh, yes. No, that might not be F sharp three. No, no, no. It's up I from there. Know. So basically, as far as I, I watched some demos, and pretty much anything on the bottom three strings gives you the right. bass sound. Oh, I see. Uh, unless you're playing up the neck. So, um, yeah, that would uh, be really useful because obviously then you also get those sent out to the two different outputs. So yeah, if you're in a one guitar band, you could send the bass parts oh, out. Oh, that's to the, really good. Yeah, that's a lovely touch. Indeed, exactly that. And then obviously the guitar parts would come out. To, it seems to the very intuitive. Amp. It's yeah, it's it's a cool little pedal. Um, so the last two sounds are three o three, which is a polyphonic salute to the sought after Roland TB three o three vintage bass synth. Oh, lovely. Um, and then the last one is flip flop, inspired by EHX's octave multiplexer. It provides seventy style logic driven sub octave generator that tracks without glitches so it's like an octave down effect um and yeah hopefully it gives that kind of weird um squelchy 70s octave multiplexer sound oh, that's cool. but um watch the demo because i was actually very impressed by the precision i was kind of thinking ah this is you know it's going to be a bit gimmicky um but the precision sound sounds good i but think you think there are plenty of one guitar bands out there who like you know i know a couple who who just send like the second part of their signal they just send it through a pog into yeah, like yeah, an yeah. ABY that yeah. will go out into either just a bass DI going to front of house or some of them, you know, bring along a separate bass amp. This is a really great solution to give some authenticity to that yeah. that sort of sound. This will then, you know, that, I guess the key uh, feature on here for that kind of setup is the um, split bass setting where you can send the bass notes out to a different output. So yeah. on that note, F sharp three is the fourth fret on the D string. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Anything lower than that will come through. Yeah, that makes sense. So basically, anything on your bottom two strings. Uh, cool. And if you're playing a, and if you're playing a D chord, you'll get a low D yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, I think I think it's really cool. I think it's really interesting. I I'm keen to see how it works. I mean, all of these, all of the nine series has been really good. What do yeah. they do next? Well, Where do they go from here? <gasps> An electro harmonics helix. I don't want that. There's too many of these. Like, I don't think. I don't think they'll do that. I don't anyway, think they will. No, it's obviously not their bag. No, have, have they ever done any sort of like? Well, don't forget they big... did that big thing recently. They did that big switcher, didn't they? They yeah, did. A, yeah, but it's just a switcher. switcher. Yeah, but it was still a bit weird for them. Didn't you think it was weird for no, them? No, I think they no. just realised that people are buying switchers. But they've never done like they've done stuff like 
I guess like the holy stain was it that had like multiple effects in yeah. there? And, and they the, did the like the green onions. That's got two. Yeah, that's got yeah, two pedals. Yeah, they've in. done like up to they've four done things I like think. that. And they did a load of bass preamps. Things like the battalion that yeah, has yeah. like a yeah. handful of stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. But, but they, they, they've the never hot done, wax. Yeah, they've never done a, what I would class as a multi effects. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on how. I mean, what what was the soup? Super Ego, that was three pedals, wasn't it? That was three oh, of their yeah, pedals. That's true, yeah. Super Ego was a uh, uh, reverb, a chorus, and a something else. I can't remember. Mm, no, you're thinking of the ep- epitome. Oh, I oh, am the epitome. epitome. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. I am. Um, also, just just actually just popping on their website because I was like, oh, just I'll have a quick look through. One thing we didn't talk about, which I think came out this week, which I've not seen much about, is the Mod Eleven. Which oh yeah. Was their... They're kind of Ocean's Eleven, but for modulation effects. I, I think didn't it's. See this oh, at I didn't all. know about I think that. The reason for that is it hasn't officially been announced yet. So it's on we, their website. Oh, is it? Is it oh, now it's on there? On their website. Oh. Yeah, it's on their website from last week. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, fine. I don't even think we've got a press release about this one because I know that. Uh, oh, they just met, they make so many pedals now. They just sort of fall out. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't even notice. Oh, we dropped <laughs> they one. Just fall out. <laughs> just dro- <laughs> fell on the floor. That so, one fell out of Mike's back pocket. So mod eleven, you've got um, and this this is another one. I mean, this is a the artwork is mad. It, it looks, looks like it looks like DS nine. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a a, a space station. Uh, okay, so the eleven modulation effects are tremolo, uh, harmonic tremolo, vibrato, univibe, chorus, rotary, flange, through zero flanger, a flanger effect that crosses through the zero point of yeah. the sweep when modulating. Blah 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 blah. Okay, fine. Uh, phase. So you can choose from four, six, or eight stage phaser. That's cool. Uh, pitch shifter and uh, fil- uh, filter effects. Yeah. So this is like, and um, it's got mo, it's got momentary. Ooh, always like that. Does it have a momentary switch? Oh, I don't know. You it just says a momentary me. mode. Oh yeah, that would do. So yeah. I wonder how that works. So there's there's a there. light on the middle. Oh no, it's a button on the middle that has that says mode. So well, I yeah, that's, you can switch that on. That is because if you look, the volume control. Also has also is color. Yeah. So I okay. assume when you hold down the mode, it switches between the ho- the mode button switches between that control between volume and color. I see. Uh, maybe. I'm I mean, not sure that that's would true. make complete sense to me. That I can't see why else there would be two descriptors underneath one knob unless unless it just able- changes depending on which preset you're on. No, it's probably I the I th- it's probably the mode thing. Yeah, I think it's the mode thing. I well, we Mark shall see. Think, I, think so. you're I guess if it was so. me, I would not design it like uh, that. The, the, uh, um, it gives you access to powerful yet powerful yet intuitive hidden parameters accessible through its secondary knob mode, which uh, gives you even greater control over its effects. That says to me, I'm correct and you're an idiot. We'll see. I'm going to watch the video. Well, I'm correct and you're an idiot. Well, it certainly sounds exciting. Another new, especially after how good the, the Ocean's... 11. 11. Just get those two is, pedals is and then you're done. That's all you need. Yeah, 11, yeah. That's it, all 11. the pedals. Yeah. Got 11 modulations and 11... What was it? 22 on? pedals. Was it um, delay and reverb on the, mod, on the Ocean's 11? Hmm. It's actually way oh. more... The mode control on that is way more in-depth than I thought it would. I'm actually just reading the manual here. Of course he <laughs> <it> is. <laughs> um, so... If you're on the phaser, the ma- the mode button goes between four stage, six stage, or eight stage phaser, for example. Or if you go on harmonic tremolo, you get three different types of harmonic tremolo. Uh, the univibe goes between chorus and vibrato. 
So I it, so actually you've got way more than just eleven effects on there. Like way more than eleven effects on there. Like Very fifteen. Cool. And um, we should have, ta- we should know that already because that is exactly the same as on the Ocean's Eleven. Does exactly the I same I thing. D- I never really messed around with the Ocean's Eleven. Did we 11. ever get one? I don't think we did. No, we didn't get one. Like I messed around with one a bit at GAC, but to be honest, it was at a time when I think a lot of other really good reverbs had come out quite close to that. I think maybe the Hall of Fame two had just landed, like. That you know, Off. there was a load of other stuff like maybe the RV6 had just come out. There was just too many other brands where I was like, I I prefer and trust more the reverb that these other companies are putting out. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess because the Ocean's Eleven came out just after the Canyon, which was uh, which was I guess their delay version of this. To yeah, in 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 a, in a large sense. I didn't realize on their website, Electronics have got just a, like an A to Z list of all, not an A to Z list, but a, a list of all the pedals that they do. We di- we, we definitely we did, did, we did a, a podcast. We did a podcast on, on it yeah. once because we were guessing how many compressors they had. It's so many. Yeah, it's so many. Even so many. The bass pedals. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, Great thirteen, radio. fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. <laughs> Six. Uh, uh, uh. They do sixteen. One bass pedal. Uh, uh, uh. They do sixteen bass pedals. Two bass pedals, right. that's, yeah. and that's not um, even including the guitar pedals that you could use on bass. Oh. Yeah, like the Clockworks. Yeah, and not the Crying Wah. Indeed, and the EHX. I'm just reading pedals now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah you're just. Reading I, I, re- I actually really. I think we should get one of these. I'm I'm really into it. Yeah, I'm reading the manual. I'm like, this right. this sounds wicked. Like you can modulate the pitch sound so it can go up and down in pitch like a little rhythm, oh. like a slicer. Um, and yeah, there's you can the tap in. You can use it to control speeds on like the Leslie sounds and stuff, which I think is quite cool. So you can go between fast and slow. Did we ever try mm. the Mod Rex? No, Did you ever get one of those? We didn't because never... that was the slicer type yeah, pedal. Wasn't yeah, yeah. We never got one of those. An SL type pedal. Yeah. Is that the way to describe sure. these things? There's just too many electroharmonics pedals. There's just I can't can't keep count. Can't well, keep up. Well anyway, regardless. This uh, that actually uh, brings us to the end of this week's uh, episode of the Guitarnets podcast. We've made it a whole one product into the news. <laughs> <laughs> I like this there's there's Products that have been on this for about a month. Yeah, I know. Oh, we, we should keep, finish uh, the news in the Patreon yeah, this okay. week. We're because gonna, like, we need to clear this news. Yeah, we do. We do. We're going to talk about the rest of uh, this news over uh, in the in the Patreon, where for as little as one dollar a month, you can support the podcast. One dollar a month gets you the regular episode ad free and early, or five dollars a month gets you the. Uh, the Patreon special episode and a ton of more things. Ten dollars a month makes you an executive producer and gets your name read out in one breath by me. I still haven't failed, but we have had an extra backer this week, which has put the amount of names that I've got to read up to 62. Yes, 62 names <laughs> in one breath. That's a lot. Ooh. Do you reckon your ability to read names out in one breath uh-huh. could be uh, a transferable skill into a different like career? Ca- can he win a uh, Guinness World Record? Well, I was thinking like maybe free diving. Do you reckon you'd be any good at free diving? Uh, sure. What, what's free diving? He's good at free loading. So <laughs> <laughs> free diving is where you just swim down, right, with no oxygen oh, or oh, anything, like the kid in that credit card advert that gets the pearl. Sure. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. God, I remember that advert. Thank you. Was that 20 years ago? Yes, it was. Vintage adverts. <laughs> I know my vintage adverts. Yeah, I reckon you'd be a good 
a free diver. I think you should give it a go. Yeah. Tomorrow. Was it Switch? Or tonight? Mastercard. I feel like it was Mastercard. I'm sorry, Switch. we're not advertising Switch these. was always like in a... In, I, don't dis- I don't even know if that exists anymore. No, it, it doesn't. definitely doesn't. Switch was like... It was always always looked a bit seedy. It was always under a bridge somewhere. That was under a the, bridge. The Switch adverts The Switch debit card was uh, a brand in the United Kingdom from 1988 until 2002. It was then merged with Maestro, which is owned by Mastercard. There we go. There you go. Okay. Maestro. Anyway, you ready? <coughs> okay. okay. But potentially the last one. All right. I hope you fail. <laughs> me, me too. Me too. Maybe this, we should just sit even in silence and not is... do any backing okay, and fine. just listen to him go. Okay. I'm up for it. If this right. is the last one ever. Here you go. You ready? We'll just sit two, back two, and enjoy nine. the splendor. I'm gonna, I'm, in fact, I'm going to pull up the list of names and just really in, just take it in. Take it just really take it in. Take scroll it in. down okay. the list at the same time he's saying them and really okay. enjoy it. All right. Here we go. I think at the same time we should read the names out, but with breaths. No, no, that's too. No, mean. no. People okay. need to. People need to. Let him do it. it you might, got a microphone. There, it might Mark. be the last one ever. Yeah, okay. okay. Right. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> He's cycling himself up. Yeah. yeah. Doing a little stretch. Thank you. He's doing that thing where you pretend to click your neck, even though it hasn't clicked. I'm just, uh, just patting myself as well. Did you ever watch? Um, did you ever watch? Uh, what was it called? A Thunder in Paradise with Hulk Hogan. I have seen that. Whenever uh, unsurprisingly, he to, I have seen that. Whenever he used to go diving without free diving. Uh, yeah, he used to. He used to have free, to dive free diving. Under. There we go. Yeah, he used to pat himself. He used to slap his chest because yeah. he said it o- oxygenized his skin. Yeah, that's so true. That he had more that's, oxygen in his skin. That's true. That's that's how it works. Yeah, actually. So yeah. that's he's, what I'm doing now. He said a lot of things, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> okay, we're ready. Yep. Rob Barstow, Stephen Borg, Robert Butterworth, Neil Milton, Merritt Peters, Stuart Robson, Jeffrey Wax, Joshua Mitchell, Christian Lundhansen, John Pearson, John Mayer, Slowly Burning in a Dancing Room, Zach Melton, Keith Adams, Steve Ferguson, Eric Fowle, Christopher Franklin, Andy Joyce, John Anglin, Adam Royce, Chris, Jake Cutmore, Robert Cousins, Rob Gould, Scott Hamilton, Tucker Hamilton, Arnie Cooper, Ross Edwards, Nate Nagel, Stephen Hench, Rob Grant, Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, Emery James Baker, Juan Correa, Aaron Sherman, Blake Wyland, Andrew Goody, Jamie Kemp, Jake Gray, Matt Bellamy, Martin Cliff, Scott Kennedy, Christopher Loseth, Hans Ams, Robin Smith, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Rob Nordwick, Duncan Watson, Ed Bentley, Steve Michael, Michael McVeigh, Carlos Mancha, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Blair Tom, Scott O'Brien, Laurie Anstis, Paul Corrigan, Will Clare, Moog, Gravit, Phil Thompson, Adrian Day, Ken Sayers, Matthew King, Scott Gain, Sean O'Rourke, Christopher Wolf, McCuppinson. Oh. <laughs> we need one more. There needs to be one more on the list because you looked absolutely broken at the end of that. It was when the you foot could... started tapping. Yeah, the foot. When yeah. the foot started tapping. I don't know tapping. if the mic sort of picked that up, but like about halfway through, he sort of started like slapping his fly. Uh, his, um, slapping his what? His fly. Oh, his, yeah. um, his thigh and like tapping it to like, I don't know what that does. I and feel like my eyes were swelling out of my head. You've gone really watery on the eyes. <laughs> I think one I, more. I could, I could tell that you were you were finding it difficult because you didn't say, hands arms, which is how you, <laughs> you normally just, do. You just powered through. Yeah. Um, one thing I did, Notice so is, and I've been meaning to point this out. Mm. You refer to Andrew Good as, as Andrew, Andrew Goody, Goody, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he has an E at the yeah, end of his no, name, no, 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 which do. isn't how that word is no, pronounced. No, no. He, he, if he wants to correct me, he can correct me, but he never has. So I'm, <laughs> no, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. He can, he can have that name. I think maybe one more, but definitely two more will get you. Yeah. And, and, we should do something. I like, don't know. We've been saying this for literal months. I just have to keep trying harder every time there's an extra Yeah, that's name. the thing. That's he is looking. Thing. Like, when it was fairly long, when it was about, like, 30 people, 
it, you were like getting through it and you were like, yeah, that's pretty hard work. And now it's what, 62, <laughs> 62 did you say? Yeah. You're, you really look bad. Yeah, there's no, I the can't end. be fun with Yeah, but what about like, when he finishes reading sure, the... Sure, sure, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the thing. All the fun is gone, but I love that. I don't want this to be fun for you. I want this to be absolutely punishing. <laughs> I don't look forward to it anymore. No, I, I look forward to seeing you because you will face changes. Yeah. You look, you go like... Um, Arnie in Total Recall well, when his when eyes are on, bulging. On yeah, 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 yeah. See, yeah. but I also kind of think that he's like a boiled frog. I just don't think he will notice. I think he'll just collapse. Right, I don't right. think he. I don't think you'll take a breath. I right. think you'll just keep going until you collapse. Yeah. I think one or two more, and we'll be getting in some seriously dangerous territory. Have you got ever got to the point where the the, the room starts closing in. No, it gets a little hazy around the edges. Okay. But it's, you were uh, sp- it's very red yeah. today. Yeah, that, that was that was. Uh, I feel like I only just made that. Anyway, follow us on Instagram at Twitter at Guitar Nerds. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forums. Subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. That's it for this week. We'll be continuing over on the Patreon. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Bye bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.